0: Hi, you are listening to Warrior Solutions with Coach Fidelis, where we talk about everyday challenges with everyday people. Join the conversations at WarriorSolutions.com love. Hi, hi, we are live and we are back. Uh, Thank you so much. So now that we are live the right way, I want you to introduce yourself.
1: That's awesome. I'm Kira Kavanaugh. I'm uh, the president of a company I call 15B and I work with people to help their light shine
0: brighter. Oh, wonderful. Help their light shine brighter. Amazing. Somebody's asking, are we live on today? Yes. Denise, respond to somebody. I'm <laughs> We are very much live on. Thank you so much. Uh, what does the company do? Can you tell us about the company?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I'm um I work with people in organizations of all different shapes and sizes, um, and sometimes I'm teaching them about how to manage stress and how to build that resilient skill to be able to fall over and get back up and keep going through adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and more recently, I've been working with leadership teams to really help them look at how they're creating a workplace culture that supports happiness in the workplace that helps people feel like they can be their full selves not just outside of work and then i gotta go to work and manage through it and to feel alive and fully present in their work as well so someone just told me this morning they said oh that's hard work i said yeah it's hard work but it starts with such little simple things that we do that yes. make such a huge difference
0: yes so, Yes, and the emphasis should never be on the hard work, you know. Uh, I, I always tell people this, when you work and you're like you're working for God, it's never hard work, you know. Uh, it's not hard work, and it's never hard work when someone else is benefiting. It's never hard work when your intentions are placed in the right direction, and you're wanting to accomplish what it is you've set forth. So beautiful. I love what the organization is doing. Uh, I, I hope to contribute someday it will be great. But yes, so here at Warrior Solution, the thing for the year is overcoming. And this aligns with exactly what you're trying to do with the organization that you run, in that, you know, you're trying to shine light upon people. And sometimes when, you, when you're isolated in, in, in distress, in, in, in that, uh, the pain of the past, and, and just feeling lost and not knowing how to find yourself even, uh, it's going to be difficult for you to see your own light, leave alone the light being shed upon you so i i appreciate that you know that whatever you're doing with the community but how can you help uh somebody in our community uh to propel forward with their own adversity how can you help them overcome uh through you know uh the processes how can they find themselves
1: That is such a rich question. I feel like I've been, I'm 56 years old, I feel like I've been working on it my whole life and I think (laughs) that I'll be working toward that till my dying breath.
0: Amazing.
1: I I guess there are a couple of principles that I live by and that I try to create a space within which people can explore. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is, we all have obstacles and we all have adversity. The way we handle it the way we feel about it the way our bodies react to it is very different so one of the things that happens is it's a, a term called comparative suffering do you talk about comparative suffering at all yeah that idea that well my suffering can't possibly be as bad as your suffering so my suffering is less important or it doesn't matter or it's somehow diminished or I should be able to somehow just get over myself because I haven't been through what you've been through. So when we look at obstacles in our life in the past, it's easy for us to discount uh, or minimize the kinds of things that we've overcome because we've overcome them or to sit in the pain and suffering and trauma of what has been and we can get stuck So there are those, I think of obstacles as like the obstacles that we've encountered in our lives thus far. And then I think of obstacles in terms of the daily things that are difficult. And maybe the things that are difficult for you are different than the things that are difficult for me. Yes. I think what's most important is for us to honor and respect ourselves and to be aware of when we're comparing, when we're judging to be able to observe ourselves Mm -hmm. and recognize my brain's going to that nasty judgment place again Mm -hmm. I'm not going to even beat myself up for judging I'm just going to be observant okay just sit in that, let it pass by now let's start again
0: amazing you know, this week I found myself in that battle you know, I, I found myself in that battle because I got caught up stressing in 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 scenarios that i thought i'd overcome you know uh, and 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 that's why this is important because at times you don't remind yourself uh, to think positively you don't remind yourself to get out of there quick enough you know in that negative thinking You, you, you and often people don't know how to convince themselves otherwise that no 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 because there's something intriguing about negativity there's something intriguing about negative thinking that holds you in that presence for a long time, that it becomes too much work to try to just, you know, uplift yourself away from that into that, that isolation of acceptance. Accepting that, okay, that has happened or it is happened or even is happening now, but it's still okay to think positive. It's still okay to change your mindset. It's still okay to take a minute to just breathe and, 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 and accept you and acknowledge you. But I think something you have said that a lot of people don't catch themselves is that awareness of being able to captivate your thoughts. You know, a lot of people think, like, thinking is, that's it. You know, your thoughts, you can still step away from your thoughts and watch them from a side. The same way you listen to your heart beating, the same way you can literally pay attention to your thoughts in in that separation, in that you can then now become the commander-in-chief and say no. I don't want to think negative anymore. It's it's so exhausting. And, you know, sometimes people take that long to heal because they have to allow themselves to get to a point where they have to get really, really exhausted before they can let go. You know, somebody wants a justification before they can forgive instead of just forgiving and allow for themselves to leave. You know, so that's a great example you share. And that's something that impacted me this week. I, I caught myself dealing with stress. You know, I'm, I have, I'm having so much that's going on on my plate. I'm still dealing with school and the research of that. And then I'm still, I have this and I have another company that I'm running besides this nonprofit, And then I have my own personal life. And then I still deal with, with my, my war injuries from back in the day that are still haunting me day in, day out, you know. But I'm managing. But the fact that I'm managing doesn't, does not deny me the fact that I'm still a human being who at times will forget and get caught up in that captivated moment of that negative thinking. And, and it's just a true reminder of continued awareness so then you can continue to remind yourself, no, you don't belong there. No, you don't need to be thinking about that. You know, you don't need to be thinking about 20 years ago, five years ago, whatever. You know, being the present in today and then what you want in tomorrow. But first get through today before you even worry about tomorrow so that that presence allows for you to continue to uh, accept you. You know, that's, that's a great share. So, but... I, I, get to have, I get to have friends, uh, veteran friends for example, you know, that are dealing with PTSD uh, and at times when, when you're in the midst of the mud, it's, it's so difficult to remember that you have the power to even uplift your own self, you know, because there's always that, that challenge of thinking you have to run to somebody to seek solutions. You know, you have to go to somebody to ask for advice. And, and people don't know how to ask themselves those questions. People don't know how to ask themselves advice. How can you look within yourself to challenge yourself enough and take time to listen in to you? You know, the difference between intuition and thinking. You know, are you are you aware about that? Are you aware about your intuitiveness? And then are you aware about how you're thinking in that regard? You know? So thank you for that. What else can you add in that regard? Yeah,
1: I thought... Um I really appreciate you sharing that and and how uh, I think sometimes people will look at the work I do. Maybe you have this experience as well and think, oh, well, she's never faced adversity or, you know, she she comes showing up with a smile like nothing must be wrong for her. And I I really appreciate you being so vulnerable and willing to just share like, look, this happens to me. It happens to me, too, all the time there are a couple of things that come to mind. One is I think the pursuit of not having obstacles, not having pain, not having emotional upset can become the baggage itself. In other words, it can become the thing we are so fixated on wanting to remove. And that creates its own energy. Yes. That expectation or that judgment that Yes, I've been through all this, but I should be positive. I should be feeling better. This shouldn't still impact my relationships. So anytime we have those shoulds or those supposed tos that come into our head, those are what we call fixations. And those fixations draw our energy away actually from our healing. And our, it's a way that our brains focus on the judgment, the rationalization, the experience, the pain that keeps us, it takes the energy of healing away. Mm -hmm. So I thought maybe it would be helpful for me to share that I'm a Qigong instructor. And a lot of people have never really heard of Qigong. They've heard of Tai Chi. They've heard of yoga. Qigong is sort of the grandmother of Tai Chi. So Qi means energy, Gong means work. So if you've ever tried yoga or you've ever tried tai chi or um, you've ever thought like connected in with your energy, the work that I do is um, to help people and I offer these classes for free um, via Zoom. So if anybody ever uh, that is listening and wanted to join and try it out, you can feel free. It's a beautiful community of folks who all bring their own healing journeys, their own challenges with them and learn to work on using that, that energy, that chi. Why do I bring that up? Because what we know is health, mental health, physical health, energetic health, psychological health comes from the movement, the free flowing energy. When we get stuck in an emotion, that energy gets stuck. When we get stuck in a thought or a should that energy gets stuck. So I really like to think about even pain. Pain is where we've gotten stuck. The energy has gotten stuck and we feel that pain. So when we turn it around and think, wait a second, I can learn how to move the energy, not just through motions and movements, but with my mind, with my heart, my body. And I can learn that if I can just keep that moving by it go, and becoming one with the pain, which is very, very, very difficult to do, right? it can feel very, very hard. And then we start to live freely.
0: Amazing, amazing. Thank you, thank you. You know, as you say that, two things come to mind for me. Uh, you know, uh, my culture, for example. I'm, I'm Ugandan, born and raised. I think about those from my culture who do not know how to deal with emotions, Uh, you know, because we're just never raised like that. We're never raised in an environment where you you learn about emotions and even how to talk about emotions in that regard. And then, too, within my veteran community, we also come from that environment where talking about emotions and the hardship and things of that nature is it's almost like a sign of weakness, if, if you would, for the lack of a better word, maybe. And because I've gotten comments just by doing this warrior solution platform. Oh, why are you talking about this? Why are you talking about that? You know, why are you talking about veterans in this regard or that? No, 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 no. I don't talk about any veteran. I talk about my experiences as me because I'm a veteran, but I talk about my life's experiences and how I'm, I'm challenged with that. And how I've overcome, you know, the pieces and and how I'm trying to rebuild moving forward in hopes that that whole journey can be inspiration to somebody else. But you touch on those two crucial things from a standpoint of someone who is not familiar about discussing emotions or even identifying that they are challenged with emotional mismanagement, for example. What would be the best approach to, to teaching them to how to realize that? But most importantly, I, I think to, to just have that convincing fact that it's okay, it's very much okay to talk about emotions. There's no such thing as weaknesses because you're trying to understand emotions and, and trying to reallocate those energies, especially if they are, you know, they are energies that are limiting your progress, moving forward or hindering you know, your ability to, to realize your potential even because those possibilities are there. What advice do you give?
1: such a beautiful question i also i grew up in a different culture i didn't grow up in uganda (laughs) but my cultural background also said we do not talk about emotions in fact it's better if we don't have them yes so because emotions when we get in touch with our emotions Then we get in touch with our desires. Uh Uh-oh, don't have desires because you may not be able to achieve them. Yes, yes. Misleading information,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, We're on the same page on that. And then wait a second, feelings also indicate a need, something that I want or need. That's not okay because of all kinds of reasons that I grew up internalizing. So it's very common for us to think that feelings and the heart are a sign of weakness, yes. So when we think about, when we can remove the cultural uh, judgments that many of us have about our hearts. I call it and it's boundaries. Cultural, can be gender related, it can be um, based on your family, it can be based on so many different things. What if we just saw this, the way we notice sensations in our body? Mm -hmm. So, yes, culturally, I'm sure some folks have been raised to swallow the pain. We don't talk about pain. You push through the pain. You move through the pain. Pain is a sign of weakness, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that when we uh, enter into the mystery of the pain, hard as it is, we break up the blockages and we we stop the sort of disconnect between our bodies and the pain and the feeling we feel emotion is exactly the same way it's just like our thoughts we get really comfortable with all our thoughts it's only one aspect of who we are as humans we have bodies our bodies are in various states of mobility or immobility pain not so much pain but we still have them so our feelings are here too And when we can recognize our feelings in our heart as just part of the human experience, they're not good, they're not bad, they're not right, they're not wrong, they just are, then we can start to build a relationship. So for me, I can share in my story. I got into my early 20s. I was in college. And let's just say my relationships were not going very well because I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't even know that I had feelings. And I certainly didn't know what to do with them. So I started working with a therapist um, and I carried around a little piece of paper in those days that had all different hand-drawn faces with words, emotion words underneath. You can still find those if you uh, uh, go on the internet and type in emotion chart, you'll even see that really old a piece of paper, you could print it out onto a piece of paper. So I folded it up real small, kept it in my jeans pocket, and every time I started to feel something, I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I open up the piece of paper and look at the, and I'd have to try to find the emotion, right? So I literally started by naming them. Okay, well, what do you do after you name them? Mm -hmm. Ooh, well, you have a choice. You can express it. So you could express it through art, through, um, being out in nature, through talking, through journaling, are there ways that might feel really fun? But what, what happens is when we can express it, then it no longer has a hold on us. Then we can start to feel the negative, hard emotions that we don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. And when we feel those, now the nice emotions, the things we want to feel, also come out. So it's a journey. And it's yes, been indeed. a really long argument for me, and um, so I can
0: totally relate to what you're saying. So, so beautiful you share that. So amazing. You know, I can relate to that, because uh, I, I think for me, for 13 years, for example, I I was going in and out in relationships, but I never comprehended them. Reason being, I could never feel the good emotions, because the focus was always on the bad emotions and how to distance those bad emotions. But it was also the only thing that I could feel. So you get to a point where you forget that you actually have the good emotions within you. You know, you're just disregarding them. And that's, that's the best way I know how to say it because it's, it's just disregarding them because you're now allowing only the negative emotions to, to be the leading factor. But I like how you, 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 you found that. You said, emotions are emotions, negative or positive. But the important thing is to acknowledge that they come and go, they exist. So that feeling the good or the bad should not alter your personality, should not alter Kate or or just distort you from being even. But just in acknowledging, you know, and and those are one of the areas I never paid attention to because the focus was like, okay, this time I'm dealing with the negative emotions and then that was it. So then you just only pay attention to that. Well, the negativity also comes with the pain, You know, and and the the more the pain comes, the more you, you disregard you, the more you isolate you. And then you're empowering the negativity, not empowering yourself. And the way you put it is a true reminder that you still have a choice at the end of the day. Because the power lies within yourself, not in the emotions, you know, in that you still can choose to either pay attention and empower the negativity Or to be submissive to the positive ones. Because those are essentially what you're really wanting. Those are essentially what what brings the good feelings. Because essentially that's what uh, reminds you of you, of the playfulness in yourself, you know. That will even remind you of your being, being a young child, for example, and how free you used to be. You know, and that's what's going to remind you your hobbies and things that you enjoy to do. Because the negativity will only bury, will bury all of that. And then it brings depression and anxiety and many more things, unwanting emotions. And then you're going to disregard yourself thinking, well, now this is the new identity of who I am. But it's not. It's, right. it, it, it's just like you say, it's a, it's a process, it's an experience. But it's also an experience you should not fear because it's, a, it's an experience that will, uh, it will give you that understanding of your strength. Yes. It will give you the, the capacity to acknowledge your presence within your own being often. And that's what's most important. You know, I always say love. Everywhere I, everywhere I go, I say love, love, love. You know, and I've, I say it so much that sometimes people are bored with it. You know, but I will tell you this, they only bored with it because they make it about themselves. They forget that it's not them I'm saying, I'm love. I say love, 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 love. Pain or no pain, I always send love. You know, because the more I speak love, whose mouth is uttering the words love? Well, whatever is uttering those words is the beneficiary first. You know, so I get to benefit first one or the other. You know, even if I'm directing it to you, but I'm also benefiting it in the process, regardless of the intentions, because I'm speaking it out loud. You know, Uh, I learned a few years ago that when you speak louder is much better than thinking, because sometimes thinking you think in your isolation, you know, if I can challenge somebody, if you started speaking speaking out loud what you're thinking you're going to catch yourself that you're actually thinking negative and then from that in itself is going to give you the capacity to redirect you know because if you speak it out loud what you're thinking and is negative you're going to catch yourself oh wow i've been thinking negative all along and then you gives you that capacity to redirect that energy to positivity and it's so difficult to leave the negative platform to switch over to the other side Reason why it's so difficult for when we talk about the renewing of the mind, you know, for the spiritual beings, you know, the, the whole notion of being born again, you know, is, is, is at times people misunderstand that because people, when they say born again, people are quick to say, Oh, wow, that's religious. Therefore, I gotta go be born again. Like, you. no, 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 it merely means the renewing of your mind. How can you redirect your attention to you? How can you now? Renew your mind to acceptance that okay, the past has happened, but the future is whatever you want it to be. That you have to, you still have to be intentional in pursuing that because nobody's gonna do that for you. You have to be your own mechanic in that regard. You know, reason I say you have to run inwardly sometimes to ask for advice and seek solutions. Sometimes it's not always about running. So today, let me go see a therapist. You know, because a therapist also learned. You know, not just because somebody's a therapist does not mean they don't have challenges, personal challenges.
1: Right, right. I I think it's really hard. I just want to acknowledge that it's hard. There've been times in my life where thinking positively, stepping into relationships with other people, it seemed so easy for other people, but it was so hard for me. Mm. And I could hear your words, fellas, and and I could know in some sense, like, yeah, that's probably right. But I, it was almost like I was in such a dark place, I, I didn't even know how to begin to crawl my way out of that place, that place of pain or that place of hopelessness or that, that it's gonna make me cry, that sense that like, Others have something that I somehow can't reach or I can't get to, or maybe it isn't supposed to be mine. And so I think it's really important if I'm sitting, for me to sit in my integrity, first of all, and to say it's so critical to say what you're saying. And it's so critical for me to say what I'm saying and for us to be having this conversation and and i wouldn't be in my integrity if they didn't say that um uh, not it's sometimes it's not that easy and I there have know. been times in my life i'm sure there have been times in your life i'm sure there's been times and maybe yeah. are currently for people that are um, part of our uh, connection today for whom that all sounds really good <laughs> but i don't even know here of how do i even What's my next step? What's the right? And, and I think about um, I think about how much duty. Oh, big breath. How Great. much duty can propel us to to just keep moving forward without the examination. How much our heads and how smart we are and how strategic we are and or our bodies and how how much pain we're willing to endure like sometimes we're literally dealing that's our currency and that's all we've got um a number of years ago you know i made a big transition lost track now five six years ago keep holding my heart um because i wasn't happy at all i was seriously had created a life for myself where i was pretty miserable and on the surface it looked good but i wasn't happy um And I think about, you know, the question I asked was, what is happiness? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. right? Philosophers, holy people. (laughs) they have been trying to answer this question for centuries, for millennia, but I had to find it for myself. Uh, And so I went searching, but one of the things that really helped me, so I just thought I would share this. um, Thank you is to understand my feelings, my pain, my thoughts are not me, they're mine. So there's this mantra of the pain is not me, it's mine. The anger is not me, it's mine. When we're holding it, it's mine. When we hold it, then we can get to what you're saying exactly. Now I get to choose, what do I do with it? But until I recognize that it's separate from me, separate from me, I can let go of it as being part of my identity. Yes. Now I can hold it and now I have
0: a choice. Mm-hmm. Such amazing. You know, how you put that is so intriguing in that there was, there was you before that pain. And there, there was at some point in your life where you felt differently than the way you felt with the pain which is a true acknowledgement of, you know, the pain is not you. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a contributing character. Uh, because you, again, you have to acknowledge the pain as just such. Don't, don't identify with it, but to accept that it's an experience you're enduring. And, and, and that sometimes, and, and by the way, sometimes that experience too is needed in life. Uh, based on where you're going with your life. Uh, Because it's just the nature of this life. You know, we go through different transitions in life, uh, and some are teaching, teachings for us that can benefit us for the good, and and then, you know, some are just, again, depending on how you internalize them, but again, at the end of the day, you're still experiencing in life, which is far much more important than anything else. But how you internalize that, how you identify with that, how you victimize yourself with that is all that makes a difference. You should never play a victim because you're going through pain, particularly in that emotional pain. You know, because then when you become a victim, and then you're always going to think like one, and then you're always going to carry yourself like one. And then you're going to empower that pain to continue to accommodate you uh, in that regard. So then, it becomes so difficult for you to detach uh, from it because you do not know anything else. It becomes so comforting. Reason why negative thinking can become so comforting that it's so difficult for someone to think the other way. You know, I've always been challenged in this regard. Somebody always say, "You keep saying, talking about the renewing of your mind or thinking positive." You know, it, it works. It works because there are so many things that I've endured through my life that I've been able to heal through that positive energy, through just renewing of my mind and thinking positive. But it also works in, 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 in a form of manifestation that you know you can literally just be positive and continue to manifest to reality what it is you want. It also works because I've lived that experience as well. You know. No you know, because but it it boils down to an individual experience and how much do you want it how hard do you want it how accepting are you of you you know how willing are you to acknowledge you your presence before anybody else don't you realize that you come first and everybody else follows don't you see that you are you you are the living experience of god and that the next person you see around you is the same you living in another experience for example you know in that that alone should uh, should cultivate your acceptance of you and, and, and should encourage you to continue to seek you and your presence because your happiness is your presence. You, you can't be happy in absence. You know, your happiness is your presence and your acknowledgement of you in that presence is what, you know, brings the, about that. But then most importantly, there are people who are just going through life because they are not really living life for them. They are living life for somebody else for example you're living life because you want uh, uh, you want someone to an identity for example you want some some people want that affirmation uh, from somebody some people want acknowledgement from somebody some people want you know so all those things distort your identity Because you detach from being yourself in order to accommodate what somebody else wants you to be, for example. And that completely throws you off. And that will detach you from happiness because you're no longer present in your own being. But you are instead living in, I don't know, in in somebody else's world. You know, there's nothing wrong with your world. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I've also heard people say, well, these cards were played to me, so I have to... Live, You know, these cards were dealt to me, so I have to live my life with the way things are dealt. No, but it can change if you want to. You know, you can change. You can pick new cards. You know, you have the power and the capacity to do that. But where is the willingness to do that? Where is your acceptance in that regard? And Yeah. yeah. Because if you're continuously running out, you won't find it. I I
1: think... Um, I do want to acknowledge that there's a protection mechanism in place. Mm-hmm. So um, Often. for me, uh, the pain had to get really, 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 really bad. I had, I had to build myself such a fortress, so many walls between who I really was and the way I wanted to live from those, the life I'd created for myself, the protection I had built, literally big, thick fortress walls between my heart and the people in my family, the people I worked with, people in my community, on and on and on. And I built such a beautiful, I thought it was beautiful, but it was a beautiful structure of life, a fortress that I was living happily within, I thought. Seriously? Until I realized I had built such a strong fortress of protection that nobody could get in and I couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't turn into Superman and put on a cape and just like fly out of my fortress, right? I I didn't even know that I had built this fortress. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in this fortress and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't feel love anymore. And... I show up every day resentful and angry and toxic and distant and the kinds of things you're talking about. And then it was like, okay, well, how do I, how do I get up of here? <laughs> I don't even know how to get out of here. And so it started with just finding that light deep, deep, deep inside of myself. And then letting that light shine a little brighter, okay, sure, what on earth are you talking about? Like. Just feel a feeling, yes. recognize, write down, like sit and actually dare to dream yes. of what your full, complete, happy life would look like. Mm-hmm. Yep, I get, you're inside this big old fortress, and it's, those walls are not going to come down easily, no. but what if you just started by dreaming? What if I just started, like you mentioned a couple of times, like, what oh, did I love before life got hard? Who was I as a child now some of us have a lot of trauma as children so mm-hmm. we may not even have a happy memory on this earth as yes. a human but what if what could be what if I just let myself soar and let myself be fully happy but so many of us are cultured into and life has built all of this heaviness around us that it's hard for us so I fundamentally believe every single thing you're saying and it starts with reconnecting, yes. remembering that you are a light, you are beautiful, you have relevance, and you are worth, and you are special, and you matter. And just repeating those things day after day after mm-hmm. day, and feeling inside, even if the fortress is still around.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Oh, I do matter? Wait a second. Yeah, so neuroscientists have proven when we practice yes. being grateful every day. What am I grateful for? Mm -hmm. It changes the synapses in our brains. So I was thinking about that as you were sharing. It's our brains that are creating all of this protection. Yes. So we have this beautiful opportunity, and scientists have proven we can change the pathways in our brain. Mm -hmm. We can rewire the brain when we find the good, when we say affirming things, when we recognize our
0: gratitude affirmations you know reason I say you know speak it loud don't think it because thinking it is burying it speak it out loud to yourself you know the the, one of the things that works for me I say affirmations before I go to sleep regardless of how tired I am I'll try to whisper it but I want to hear my voice through my mouth saying it that instead of thinking it because I always think it and then 5 a.m. I wake up just to say that, that acknowledgement, you know, say my grace, gratitude, and acknowledgement of that empowerment to myself. And this is one of the things that a lot of people don't know how to encourage themselves in that regard. Because, like you say, they build up this fortress. You know, but who are you protecting yourself from? You're going to realize through that, that the mean of trying to, to protect yourself, trying to build a fortress, you're actually limiting yourself. You know, you're thinking security, but you're actually implicating yourself more. You know, so there are no benefit to that. But again, you know, we come from an environment where that's really all that we've been told. You know, you always have to run to to seek security. You have to run to the shelter. You have to build fortress when you, you know, you have to seek that protection. But protection is not everything. And, And I'll tell you this because this works in real life, too. You know, I, I have I've made some mistakes in business, but I've also succeeded in business in in certain instances where I've been told don't do that, don't, that's a risky move, and then I get bad. Like, ah, they say that, but guess what? I learned from that experience for me, so it becomes much better because then the next time it came around is like the benefit was greater than the fears. Like ah, if I'd listen to those people, now none of this would be happening. You know what I mean? So I, I I've learned that, but. You know, uh, but for me, it is, I always refer to me to that experience I had during war of like no retreat, no surrender. The mission is at hand. When he says this is the mission, you have to keep going to completion, whether it's the 12 of you or one man left. The mission has to get completed. But what happens to now in our real life when, you can, when we come out of that environment, you know, where we are delegated to that? How can you then delegate yourself to healing, for example, and say, no, there is no quitting. There is no retreating until I heal. And I have to do this on a daily basis until I'm on the other side. You know, how do people challenge themselves in that regard? I, more of, not than often, you know, because, again, people are building up protection. People are building up this fortress. People mentally just completely cut themselves off and put them in that wall. But then we are living on a planet where there is abundance of humans. And you're supposed to live these experiences with no fear. Because how else are you going to learn? You know, because you want to be the one to have the experience. Try not to, to listen to somebody else telling you, don't do this, you know. But uh, have you lived it enough to know it for yourself? If you're wanting it and you're aligning with that and you're inspired to do that, then go check it out. You know, there's only one way of knowing if you know how to walk get up and walk you know that's why babies like i've been crawling for goodness let me try stepping up and take that first step you know but now people that are grown are forgetting that they can take the step and walk because they forget that they only have the capacity to crawl and they go for years crawling when they clearly know how to walk and even run
1: i think it starts with really um understanding that you are here I am here. We are all here. Yes. And we have a special gift. Yes. That is unique.
0: Too unique.
1: Nobody has that gift. And if we don't know by now, (laughs) the world needs our very, very special gifts more now than ever. Or maybe as much Mm. as ever. It's not for me to judge. But oh darn if we don't get to experience i get tingly right i get all fuzzy if i don't get to experience whatever gift each one of the people who's participating in this today if we don't get your gift the world is at a disadvantage
2: Mm -hmm. so
1: it for me i so appreciate what you're saying that sometimes other people or institutions are will tell us what we need to do and so we can get in that habit of well who's telling me what to do now like I, I was like Where's the person telling me to complete the mission and yeah. how on earth am I supposed to convert that to my own mission? Like, hold up, you know, I, I, couldn't, I was raised, especially in the military, right? Like it's about the mission, not about my agenda. So now I'm back out here, you know, out of the military and I'm supposed to somehow know how to build my own agenda. Like that is a massive shift to, complete, yeah. you know, yes. what feels to me like a polar opposite. So it comes back to, what is your gift? And if you don't know your gift, ask the people around you, because the people around you have known your gift since Mm. you were born. Yes. They know, were you the real quiet, studious one, and we need you to analyze, and figure out, and plan, and protect the rest of us from doing crazy stuff, right? Each one of us has this beautiful gift. You know what yours is. And like I said, spending time in nature, being quiet, working with yourself, being present with yourself, off of social, off of video games, off of being around other people all the time. Are you finding ways to be free in the air, breathing the air? Oh my gosh, my feet are on the ground. Maybe I don't have feet. Okay, I'm sitting here. I'm present. I am here. I am here. And I am here. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of what i do with students in my class is just plant your feet now that's a metaphor right even if you don't have feet state your position i am here
0: you are the light you know you said it you said it you are the light and this is what i always remind people i always say this you are a star you know, I want you to think about looking up into the sky in the middle of the night and how bright a star can shine and you can identify one brighter star among many. There's always that capacity to do that. Well, you are that star because regardless of what you endured, regardless of the adversity whatever things that you've gone through, you are still a star in that. There's someone who always sees the good in you. There's someone who always sees the light. Somebody always sees that. You know, And the more you continue to, you know, convince yourself that you are that star, the better. Because you are really that star. Because you have the light. You have that energy that someone can resonate with. You know, and you cannot shy away. You know, and I want to share this. I've I've gone, in, in the last three years I've been doing this. I've, I've had many different people try to reach out either in partnership or, or try to, you know, redirect the vision for this Warrior Solution platform and, and try to get me to do things differently because that's what would make money in that regard. But the uniqueness in myself has always said no, because I am me. I have to do it as I see fit. Nobody, nobody came to me and said, go do this. I went in within myself to say, okay, okay. I need to do something and how can I do it, but it has to suit my personality and that's how I'm doing it. You know, and I have to do it as I see fit and nobody's gonna influence me to do it any other way because I'm that much stubborn. Because I know I'm a light, I'm that star, there's someone who sees me, he might be one in a million, but that's then not the blind person, that's the one with the right set of eyes that can see the star, while everybody else sees it as blurry. So I have to continue the, the journey and I have to continue to contribute. You know because i'm not reaching out and say pay me money for me to do this i'm doing this with the genuinity of my heart and, and and things like that and with grace with grace because you know i'm trying to reach that kid that is 12 that i remember myself when i was 12 15 in my teens you know i remember myself when i was in my 20s i noticed somebody in their 20s going through certain challenges you know but then not even that it came to dawn on me that I have people well in their 70s still reaching out and talking to me about a video of mine they have watched and say, Wow, I want to share this with you. I've been doing pain for 40 years, 50 years, and man, you know, why want someone in my time to talk about the way you talk about you know? So those things are a true reminder for me that oh wow, I am that star, I am the light. Somebody's watching, somebody's always watching. And I want to encourage you out there, see the goodness in yourself. You know, you have to find the goodness in yourself. That's the first justification you have to pursue. Not justification in that lack of forgiveness because you want someone to feel the pain you're feeling. No. You know, the sooner you forgive, the better. The sooner you let go, the better. The sooner you love yourself, the better. The sooner you you redirect your mindset, rewire your brain to change the way you're thinking, the better. The sooner you accept you. I think that's the most crucial one the better it is.
1: Amen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, we are coming to the end of our time, Lord have mercy. You have been wonderful, Kira. Uh, I I think, and and by the way, this is not enough. I think we have to do this again, uh, like the 2.0, in a sense. (laughs) Yeah, man, such a great energy, and I know so many people have taken away from this conversation. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I, I know, you know, you're a busy lady, and... You have things to do and for you to take time to just come hang out with us is humbling. I, I thank you. And I, I want to be in touch uh, and because I want to find a way to contribute uh, to you. If there's a way you see or any capacity you see I can contribute to the same way you have contributed, I would be humbled to do that.
1: Thank you so much. It's about that energetic exchange, right? Yes. Giving as much as we receive, receiving as much as we give. Yes. It has been such a joy to talk with you. And I um, really appreciate your vision. It's I'm learning as well as I listen to you. Thank that you. That idea that you, I like how you said, I'm stubborn enough that I'm going to do it my way. It's something I'm literally working on right now, right? Plant my feet, you know, be here fully present. See yourself as that star. It's really beautiful. I'm taking that away with me. So as I have to go out every day and let my light shine and be courageous, your voice is going to be in my head.
0: Yes, because you are the star. You don't need to be hard to know that you are a star. Just continue to shine. You You know, love. Denise, Denise has a question for you.
2: I do. Yeah. Hi, Kara. Um, s- thank you again so much for taking my call and agreeing to come on today because I think it's it's been everything I expected it would be. I knew it would be a great conversation between the two of you. Um, but I wanted to ask you a question because I've been, you know, kind of in closing, I've been fortunate enough to be in one of those corporate events where you're doing like team building exercises and things like that and uh, several over the last few years. Um, and I... I always have found you to be a very calming and, and reassuring presence. Like even I remember one particular meeting when it kind of a couple of people resorted to a shouting match in the room, but you always kind of kept your composure and stayed very calm and you always had that. So I want you to talk about like how you have come to that place where you where you where you do stay in that space even when things around you are chaotic
0: being a as she is you mean yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: that's a great I, i appreciate you bringing that up denise it's a great question i do get that feedback um that people can sense that kind of calming presence um and it's kind of funny because i i wouldn't really have known where it came from um until probably a little more recently. So I would say when I look back over my life, I was thinking about this this morning, I was always the friend that people would come to because they just thought she's safe and someone I can ask and talk to and she's not gonna judge me. And so I think some of it is part of probably the gift that I come um, with to this earth. I think the other piece for me is really this energy work of really recognizing that it's a gift to be here. It's a gift to be experiencing whatever I'm experiencing and to let the energy keep flowing. I think in the example you gave Denise, if if I take someone shouting at me and I'm gonna internalize that and then I'm gonna take that energy and like, hold it,
2: then I can no longer be
1: present for you. And I can no longer listen and be connected in a way that can be beneficial for all of us. So I think that's part of the Qigong um, practice over the last few years. It's just really helping recognize, hey, whatever's coming in gets to flow right back out again. And I value... I just value being here, and I value being with the people that I'm with, whether it's virtual or in person, and just recognizing that the ways that I can help are as much about showing up as they are about um, imparting. And I'll tell you uh, a final (laughs) little kind of a parting funny. So um, I was working with a DAO master a couple years ago, and uh, they did two things. One was, uh, she pointed out, Kira, you glow so brightly when you smile, but when you stop smiling, it's not so good. (laughs) (laughs) So she said, oh, with a gentle smile on your face. And I had to really practice that for a while. But we know smiling calms the nervous system. So that's a little um, trick. The other was that I used to stand with my feet spread apart sort of on an angle. And she was saying, no, no, that's when you leak chi, you leak energy. So she said, make sure your hips, your legs, and your toes, if you've got them, point forward. And it's very interesting how my whole physical structure had to shift, the musculature had to shift, Mm. so that you're sitting fully present. Dallas, I noticed you do that too. Fully present, chest open, facing each other. And that sends very important nonverbal connection about how to, how to be fully present. So I just share those two things because they're very simple things all of us can do that we know that energetically and chemically change how we show up. So long
2: answer, Denise, to probably a much shorter question. Than yeah, you. well, it was a great answer. Thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, be, great.
0: Before, before you go, how can people find you?
2: Ah, yeah, so you can go to
1: my website. That's probably the easiest thing. Thank you so much for asking. So it's the number one, the number five, the letter B as in boy, the letter E.com, 15B. And it's got um, information about my classes and other things. You can also go to Eventbrite and um, you can type in moving meditation and then Qigong Q I G O N G. And you will find me um, and my classes are free. And you can come join. It's really an amazing group of people who come as they are. You can do Qigong sitting, you can do it laying down, you can do it just with your mind. If your body's not working in ways that you can be doing the So I welcome everyone and thanks so much. I want to experience
0: that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Too.
0: Yes, yes. People
1: have
0: amazing stories. Oh, thank thank you so much. Thank you. I am forever grateful. Well, this concludes our live today. Thank you for joining the conversation. Everybody watching out there. Uh Kira is such an interesting soul. Follow her, go find her and see what she's doing with the community. Amazing work. Thank you so much for joining Warrior Solutions. A great conversation with Coach Fidelis today and Kira. Thank you so much. Blessings, everybody. Love, love.
2: Bye. Thank you, Take Kira.
0: You yeah. Bye. Bye. Watch